Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Darko. Reverend Amos Darko is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word with down to add practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. you want to put your hands together for Jesus if your hands are yours you can do it better than you are doing we thank God for this wonderful morning let's share a word of prayer Heavenly Father it is time to declare your word your word is already anointed and so I ask that may you anoint these slips of clay grant me all trans and make me a blessing unto your children this morning in Jesus name Amen well um right from Monday we've, we've been praying we've been seeking the face of God how many of you have been in our program you have been here he was in Obasi but he was listening to us live we thank God um, for his power that was made available from Monday till today but I keep receiving testimonies upon testimonies on my phone people are sending in messages to, to express how blessed they've been from Monday. How many of you feel like the program was organized for you? And Friday was something else because the prayer point on Friday wasn't food for the children. Yes. What we prayed about on Friday wasn't for children. Actually, it takes some level of maturity. The Bible says that, that you be no more children or babes being tossed to and fro so one of the characteristics of children is that they are tossed to and to and what and fro it, it means that they are not stable amen that's why Paul said we shouldn't make new converts leaders in the church a new convert is a babe in Christ it's a baby when, you, when they join the church and immediately you make them leaders you regret amen and so it is very important you see what i spoke about on friday was the prayer of thanksgiving and it's a prayer some of you should pray this prayer for more than more than a month just thanksgiving that's your prayer and i've applied it i personally have applied it and it's working for me yes usually there is no need for you to say a whole lot of stuff is somebody with me Yes. So just just open your mouth and thank God. Just and I'm telling you there is there is power in thanksgiving. That's not what I'm talking about today. This morning I want to talk to you about humility through prayer. Humility through prayer. Is he to be humble? When we say somebody is humble, it means the person is low in spirit. To have lowliness and spirit is as termed as humility 
the church is flooded with so many people that are full of pride telling you one of the greatest quality that can earn you a prize in heaven is humility anybody who wants to move to the highest points in, in, in heaven must learn to be humble in fact God doesn't oppose people who are fornicators two of us God doesn't fight against people who fornicate God doesn't fight against people who steal but as for the proud they said God opposes them God resists them God resists the proud in other words he brings down the proud but the humble the Bible says God lifts them up and so if there is any spiritual quality you want to possess this morning it should be the spirit of humility and humility is a spirit humility is a what? it's a spirit it is very easy to walk in pride without you noticing pride is one of the things that can easily take you by surprise pride is one of the spirit that when it possesses somebody the person who is being possessed doesn't know he's proud he or she is proud pride yes so usually it is seen in your actions the way you relate with others that is where your pride is revealed is somebody following me and I've never met anybody on this earth who said I am proud everybody claims they are they are humble everybody says they are humble yes but you see what is it pride is like it's like let, let me let me use this word pride is like the air we breathe Jesus spoke about the air and he said we can only feel it but he said you can't see it you don't even know where it is coming from and where it is going we can only feel the effect of the air two of us have you ever seen air before but do you feel oh do you feel the air you breathe and that is pride when you are proud you will never you will never see it it takes people from elsewhere to feel the pride in you and so usually people will say to others oh this person this girl is proud and proud is noticed from your speech the way and manner you speak it reveals your pride so be careful if there is something you, you want to do eh? if there is something you want to do within this season especially within this year I was surprised yesterday my wife told me we are just left with four months to the end of the year I never knew I've never thought of that did you know we are just left with four months to go September down to December and I'm struck pride and I don't want this year to go by with, with me carrying the same spirit of pride I, 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 don't, want to, I don't want to end this year so, listen without even me noticing the year is going to an end and the same is pride 
without you noticing you can be very proud and yet not know from the way you speak I'm going to show you some, see, there is a, 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 a very a guy who carried the spirit of and he is the originator of the spirit of pride and I want to show you let's, let's go to Isaiah give me Isaiah chapter 14 verse number 12 let's read from verse number 12 quickly and one of the common things you hear in the speech of a proud person is I the word I they are self-conscious. They always talk about themselves. They always do things that will benefit themselves. They always compare themselves to themselves. Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 12. And the Bible tells us how or what is going to happen to proud people. He said, How thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How thou art cut down to the ground, which thou wakened the nation. Let's move on, bro. For thou hast said in thy heart, thou hast what? I can't hear you. For thou hast said in your heart. And so, so usually your pride doesn't need to be on your lips for us to know you are proud. Sometimes even your thoughts, the thoughts you have in your heart, it's even a sign of pride. So that you look at somebody and within your head, you don't even voice it out. You say, well, what is he wearing? You know, look at him. This guy, too, if we are saying that, he's saying something. So you realize that you don't voice it out, but you say it within you. Thou, and, you see, that's why the Bible said, God looks at the heart. And some of you think you are not proud, but God sees you are proud. Some of you think, oh, as for me, I'm humble. But the Bible says that, is it because God looks at the heart, he knows the matters and the issues of the heart. And so some of you, you sing lips praises. Hey, pastor. <laughs> then, then they'll vibrate. They'll ask some vibrato. <laughs> God bless you, Pastor. But in their heart, they look down on you. In their heart, they criticize you. And God looks at you. So the spirit of pride has taken over you. The spirit of pride. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. And I will exalt my throne above the throne or above the stars of God. You see, one of the signs of a proud person is that they always see themselves as far, far, far better than their superiors or they are the people, the people overseeing them. Yeah. Some of you see yourself as even far, far knowledgeable than your parents. Some of you think you are more current and more, more modernized than your parents. That is why when your father says, oh, Kolo, this one, 19, you say, mommy, you, you talk like a 75-year-old lady. We are in a technological world. And the Bible says, herein is your pride revealed from the way you speak. 
You see, God created Lucifer. God built him up and made him very handsome. But the Bible says that when the spirit of pride is, it did even enter him. He is the spirit of pride. The Bible said when he was invested with the spirit of pride, he said, I will exalt my throne above the throne. You see, it is, there is nothing wrong desiring that you want to do better than what your seniors are doing. But you see, everything becomes wrong when you begin to condemn what they did. And you think you stand in a better position to do better than they are doing. A lot of you do that when I'm preaching. So, Pastor, you see, it, this, it, at this place, you should have used Second Chronicles. No, you should have used Second Chronicles instead of first, uh, Isaiah. Because Second Chronicles explained this point better. But when I say shout amen, we will all say amen. But in your heart, you think you are a better preacher than your pastor. So, so the devil didn't say it because I'm sure some of the angels were around. So he felt maybe they'll go and report him to God. So he said in, in, in where? In his heart. For thou hast said in your heart. I will ascend into heaven. I will ascend. You see, the spirit of pride will always make you feel that you can do something better than what somebody is doing. It is pride. You see, I will ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne. So I want to have my throne. I don't need the throne of God. God, God I don't need the throne he's sitting on. The, what is this? Oh, if I was the pastor of this church, like by this time, I, I would have finished with the plastering. Yes. What is this? What is this? What is this? If I were the pastor, I would have hung the screen. I would have hung the screen. If I were the pastor, so you, you always have your version of things. So pastor will say, oh, let's do this. He said, no. Pastor, I think this, this one is better. You always have your own version. Watch it. It's the spirit of pride. When your opinion is not accepted, they get angry. This church, when you talk, they don't take And so usually, when they say, oh, Pastor, so can, can we have some contribution? Please, this is what we want to do. So what do you think? They will never talk. But the question is, is he, Brad Raymond has got his own idea. Our dear brother, all of us here have got different set of ideas as to how one thing will be done. At the end of the day, it is only one thing that must, or one solution that must be applied. True or false? So at the end of the day, it is just one person's idea that will be accepted out of the multitude. The fact that your, your ideas were not accepted doesn't mean that you are not important. But the, the spirit of pride will make you know that uh, this church, when you give contributions, they don't take. They don't take. I'll go and start my church. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's where you see, that's where you see, usually you see a lot of branches all over. I'm telling you the truth. Not all of them were called by God to do what they are doing. 
telling you. They were, they were worshipping with their senior pastor. Then their senior pastor said something they didn't like. And they got angry. And they left their senior pastor's church. Which is anointed hands of God. And they went to, to form their own church. And they call it the anointed feet of God international ministries. Yeah. You see, the spirit of pride. The spirit of pride. And you see, I'm telling you, you, you can be very humble through prayer. Because, you see, prayer is an act of humility. Show me a man who doesn't pray and I'll show you a proud person. Anybody who doesn't pray is proud. Anybody who doesn't pray is just sending out one message to God that I can do it all by myself. I don't need you. Anybody who doesn't pray is, is reading only one scripture. By the arm of flesh, I can prevail. But the Bible says it is not by strength. Neither is it by your mind. The secret about everything you see is the spirit. But watch it. The, 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 the devil or Lucifer said, I will exalt my throne above. You see, my, when, when my pastor, my pastor, when he went to the university, he had second class, I, I want to get first class. I want to prove to him that me, I get brain person. One day somebody said, you see, Pastor, we respect you. It's not that we fear you. You understand? We just respect you as our pastor. Yes. It's two different things. Yes. He said, we just respect you, but we don't fear you. Yes. And it looks like nowadays, you can just talk to us anyhow and go scot-free. And now we will not allow. We will not allow. That thing is not going to happen anymore. So usually you see, you see children were very humble being trained by their pastors. Now rise up with horns. Fighting their pastors. And some of you, at first when pastor talk, you don't talk back. Now you talk back. But just that you're talking back is not audible. It's in your head. It is non-verbal. The issues in the heart are always known by God. I will exalt my throne about them. Then he said, I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation. You don't understand this. What he's trying to say is that, you see, when God sits on his throne and you bow down and you worship, the devil looks at it and says, wow, God is sitting down. Now, mountain means on a high place. So he is now coveting and desiring the worship that the church gives God. So he says that from now onwards, I'm also going to, listen, I will also, also. You see, we don't want, this time, everybody wants his own. Nobody's ready to work for anybody. And you see, one of the things you must know is that the spirit of, the spirit of pride always works with selfishness. And selfishness is also a spirit. The spirit of pride will always open the door for the spirit of selfishness. So if I'm working with Brad Raymond, I also want to get my own shop. Yes, let me go and also get my own shop. 
if they are in a church they want to get their own church if they are in a group like what was the name of the choir Perez choir Perez faith temple choir then they also go and they also go and start their own um, choir yes they, they, in a group they want another group they want yes also watch it that is why is it is it is demonic to form a group in a group the church is a group then they begin to form groups one two three four five we, we are called the billionaires club yes then they form one two three four five they, they form they form groups they dress they wear the same dress if 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 oh one of them says oh ask for the prayer i won't go this week they should pray their prayer then the other person say oh me cry and me cry i didn't want to go then the other person say oh if you are not going then me too i'm not going do you know what you are doing you are forming a group in a group and be careful be careful you see, one of the things that the Bible has always promised is that God will resist the proud. If you are proud, God will resist you. God didn't say, I will send an angel to resist them. No, no, no. He said, that one, I'll do it myself. Pride is one of the oldest sin in the Bible. Pride. Pride is one. And you see, it was pride that they tested to do all the things he did. Now let's let's get something. You go back to verse number 12, but I just want to show them something. Listen, for thou hast said in thy heart that I will ascend into heaven. Where is he going? He's climbing up into heaven. And he will, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. In other words, I'll build another throne or another heaven above the heavens of God. Let me give you the reward of pride is, is a fall the reward you will get for your pride is a fall. Go back to verse number 12. Look. The Bible said, how thou art fallen from heaven. Look at how you are fallen. No, the guy said he wanted to ascend. And the Bible said, you fall. How thou art fallen from heaven. Oh, Lucifer. Actually, you were the son of the morning. Son of morning means you were very beautiful. Yes. Watch it, please. Somebody, watch it. Watch it. Make sure the things you say doesn't portray pride. Is it? Oh, something happened. Why don't you go and apologize? So I'll never apologize to Pastor. Why should I apologize to him? Oh. No, no apology. Yes. He wronged me. I didn't wrong him. I'll not apologize. Oh really? Then, then, just with this statement, it, it, your pride is revealed. You see, if you are, if if you are, if you are, listen. Let me show you something. If you are an apprentice, a child, or whoever, God sets a father over you. Understand that your father may not be hundred percent perfect as you would want him to be. But he still doesn't undo the fact that he's no more a father. For the Bible says in Romans chapter 13 verse number 1 that there is no authority on this earth. There is no authority that doesn't come from God. So if God puts me as head of that over this church, God has given me authority over you. 
and there is no authority that doesn't come from God understand this Romans chapter 13 he said let every soul be subject to higher powers for there is no power but of God another version either the new King James version the Bible says that for there is no power that is not of God oh okay this one is saying I said new King James NKJV so know that God will always put somebody ahead of you as for that one I can assure you yes let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God so even when the person is wicked God has put him over as authority over you even when the person is being cruel to you that is why David said who am I to touch Saul now Saul was I, 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 I was I was listening to a message yesterday whilst I was listening to the message God gave me a revelation and he said to me you always preach that Saul was at fault you always preach that Saul didn't do things right and he lost his throne two of us that's what we always say but he said no Samuel caused it my prophet Samuel caused Saul and I will not reveal it I will not reveal it yesterday when I began to see what someone did for Saul to fall I started crying I tell you I was just there tears were flowing down my 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 cheeks I have read the story of Saul Samuel first Samuel I've read it over and over I never saw it until yesterday and God said to me you know what Maybe I should reveal a gist of it. Someone wanted his children to take over from him. Someone wanted his children to take over from him. And yet, his children were not living right. And so the people of Israel came to demand for a king. He said, give us a king. For your children are not living right. We need a king. Like all the other nations. And God said to me. They, they never made a mistake. By asking for a king. Then he asked me. Where do you think they made a mistake? Because God was angry with the children of Israel. For asking for a king. You know that. That's what we see. But God said they were never wrong. By asking for a king. Where they went wrong was where they said like the other nations. Israel was not like the other nation. Israel was called to be different from the other nations. And yet they needed a king who ruled them like the other nation. Then someone goes to God and tells God, oh, this is what Israel is asking for. Listen. And God tells Samuel, you give them the can give them what they are asking for and yet do you know why God told him it is not you that they are rejecting it is me it was because someone was angry someone was not in support of giving them a king and God said Samuel what is your problem it is me that they have rejected not you so go and give them a king but when you go tell them exactly what the king will do to them someone went told them 
and yet the people said we still need it and someone came back to God and said they said they, they still need it should I give them and listen someone was trying to lobby for his children but don't forget what happened to Eli and his children when Eli's children rebelled against God God killed himself the priest Eli and the children but as for Samuel God was even favoring him but his children were doing exactly what the sons of Eli were doing but yet God said I will not kill them and I will not kill you but give them again and Samuel was not in support let me give you that's just one of the things another thing that you see that made Saul became what he became by the help of Samuel that listen they were going to fight the Amalekites you remember and the, the, the priest would have to come and sacrifice and they waited for seven days he didn't come why what was he doing in the house originally the man sitting on the throne he wasn't in favor of And his children were alive. And he felt his children should have taken up that mantle. You see, prophets have also got mistakes. So, oh, what I'm trying to explain to you is that your father may also have his own weakness. So he didn't come. And the Bible said on the seventh day, which was supposed to be the last day, the man wasn't coming. And Saul was afraid. And his people started dispersing. And so Saul, out of, out of fear, it on himself, went in and sacrificed. Immediately after he sacrificed, Samuel came. Was he dropping the guy? Why didn't you come when you were supposed to come? What was the motive behind that? And you see, when you read Deuteronomy, you see why they needed the priest. When God says, anytime they are going for war, the priest will have to come and encourage them and tell them that the Lord is with you. Go, you win. Do this. When Samuel came, he did not, none of that. When he came, he came to Saul straight and he asked him, what have you done? What, what, what is it that you just did? And so, sometimes you, you can have a leader who is not in support of you. You can, you can still be under somebody who is not. And what killed Saul was when he told him that because of what you just did. God has taken the throne from you and given it to somebody who is far, far, far better than you. And he has given it to a man after his honor. Did God really say that? Because we saw Saul sit on the throne for 38 years even after that prophecy. And so, the things he was, he was told frustrated him for the rest of his life then you could you, you now saw his mistakes popping up because he himself on the throne he's confused he knows that he has been rejected he knows that somebody else is coming to take his place and so his his eyes were now open looking for who who is that person that the prophet Samuel said is better than myself it, it, it will be in one of my books just take your time and the title of the book is The Making of a Prophet. The Making of a... And it's, it's going to be under one of the chapters. The flaws of a... The mistakes 
of effort perfect. Prophets do me make mistakes. And so what I'm trying to let you understand is that listen, you have the responsibility of humbling yourself. That is why the songwriter said, humble yourself before the Lord. And you do what? He will lift. Do you, do you know it's a scripture? What's the scripture? Humble yourself before the Lord. Watch the way you speak, my brother. James chapter 4. Watch the way you speak. For your pride is revealed in it. When something happens and somebody runs to you, Charlie, this thing, I think you didn't do it right. How do you respond? Even when you think what you did was right, how do you still go about it? You see, you can, your prayers will never be answered when you carry the spirit of pride. Because even the way and manner you speak whilst praying is even pride on itself. The way and manner you speak when you pray is even pride in itself. Jesus told us about a Pharisee and a tax collector who went to pray in the temple. And the Bible said when the Pharisee came, he was full of pride. And so he started saying that, oh, Father, I thank you that I am not like this tax collector. I, I thank you that I am not a sinner like this tax collector. I fast twice within the week. I pray in church standing before the throne of God with his two hands lifted. Then they begin to compare. Luke chapter 18. Let's read it. Quickly. Two men went up to the temple to do what? They went out to the temple to do what? To pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now let me explain this word to you. The Pharisees were the devout men. When you say somebody is devout, they were like the pious. When you say somebody is pious, it means the person is holy. They were the people that were accredited with the word holy. They were pious. They were clean. From the way they dress, from the way they appear. And what Jesus described, in fact, in the second service, I'll be talking about the Pharisee. And we call this Phariseeism. Phariseeism is the act of hypocrisy. You appear to be something, but you are not. The Bible says one was a Pharisee, he was a righteous man by their standard. And the other, a tax collector. Now, the reason why the, the, the Israelites those days saw tax collectors as sinners were because, listen, they were under the Roman rule. The Romans were ruling them. And so when the, what the Romans do is that when they come, to your area and they conquer you they will give you a governor they are representative is somebody with me yes so they had a representative and the entire governor for the roman province then was caesar so in 
in, in, in their hometown, that is in Israel, he, they gave them Herod. Herod was not supposed to be king over Israel. He was not a pure Jew. But then the Romans lobbied and they gave the, the position to him as a king. And what they did, they, they took people from among the Israelites and made them tax collectors. Because the Romans can't speak the Hebrew language. They took people from among the Hebrews. And they said, okay, you, you are responsible for the tax. So go to your friend's house, go to your family and take the tax. And so the Israelites said that you, you are a Jew like myself and you are helping our enemies to fight against us and to take our money. You are a sinner. When Jesus comes, you don't go to heaven. That is why the, the, the tax collectors were regarded as, as sinners. That is why when they saw Jesus eat with the tax collectors, they said, look, this man is eating with tax collectors. Because they regarded them as, as great, the, one of the greatest sinners you could ever find in their days. And so the Bible is trying to tell you that somebody who said he's righteous, that's a Pharisee, and somebody who believes he's a sinner, that's a tax collector. They went to the temple to pray. Let's read on. The Pharisees stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like the other men. Extortionists, unjust, adulterous, or even this task collector. I thank you that I am not like even this task collector. Listen. Some of you look at yourself and you think you are far, far better than the other person sitting next to you. And it is pride. It is pride that will make you compare what you are wearing to what somebody is wearing. It is pride that will make you look at your shoe and look at somebody's shoe and say, oh, look at what she's wearing. When we say shoe, this one is shoe. This is shoe. What are you wearing? It is pride. We all came to pray. They went into the temple to pray. And yet, the Pharisees started comparing. I thank you that I'm not like this gentleman. Well, let's read on. Why is he saying what he's saying? I fast twice a week. And I give tithe of all that I possess. Fasting. Tithe. If you are not careful, if you are, if you are a faster, you can, you can easily begin to criticize people who don't fast. When you see people who don't fast, you can easily criticize them. Yeah. But be careful. I fast twice a week. And I give tithe of all that I possess. Move on, bro. And the task collector standing afar off. So in other words, hello, watch me please. If this is the podium, the Pharisee was here and he had lifted up his two hands and he's thanking God that he's not like the task collector. But the Bible said that when the task collector entered the temple, he stood afar off. He stood here. Far away from the throne. He stood afar off. Would not so much as raise his head up. He didn't want to lift up his head. He was always like this. And he, he said. So he, he said, the Bible said, and the task collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Read on. 
Now listen to what Jesus says. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified rather than the other. For every man who exalts himself will be what? Every man who exalts himself will be what? And anyone or he who humbles himself will be what? Exalted. Watch it. How do you talk to God when you even go before his presence? How do you express yourself? Do you compare yourself to people? I did once, I, I did that one time and God rebuked me. Yeah. You see, I was trying to give God 99 reasons why he should bless me more than my brother. And I, I was just praying, I was telling him, me, I've given myself to you. I'm doing all this, I'm doing all that, I'm doing this. And my brother, he doesn't even pray like he should. Sometimes he doesn't even go to church. And you are blessing him. Do you know what I have become? A Pharisee. I have become a Pharisee who is filled with the spirit of pride. I can never say I am far, far, far spiritual than Raymond. What is the criteria of spirituality? How do we even assess who a spiritual person is? What may seem right in, in the eyes of men may be very, very wrong in the eyes of God. The person who will regard as very prayerful in this house may be the last but one according to God's rating. That is why Jesus said, then do not judge. Do not judge for you shall be judged. And the measure, the, you see, the measure with which you, you judge somebody, the same measure will be used for you. And Jesus said, the man left the temple being justified. The one who said, I don't want to get closer. The one who said, have mercy on me for I'm a sinner. The Bible said, he was justified. Watch the way you speak. Watch the way you speak to your friends. It reveals pride. Watch the way you speak to your pastor. Watch the way you talk to your parents. Watch it, watch it watch it. Some of you talk to your boss like when like he's nobody but he's paying you. One time somebody said if at my church my, my pastor what has he done for me? You can never assess what a man of God has done for you with your physical eyes. I am telling you. Take me to Numbers chapter 16. Let me show you another, another, another act. So I've now shown you that humility eh? humility can come to you through prayer if you can just go down on your knees and pray it is even a sign of humility lest the spirit of pride will take over and I told you that pride is revealed yes Numbers chapter 16 give me from verse number 1 you see from the way and manner you speak your pride is revealed so you must watch it is somebody here Somebody, you know, some of you, you may not even insult. But the way and manner the words came out of your mouth is even an insult. Is somebody with me? Let me show you another group of people who also rebelled in the Bible. Now Korah, the son of Isa, the son of Kohath, and the son of Levi, with Datham and Abiram, the son of Eliab, and on 
and on the son of Pilate. Oh, okay. Go back. Sons of Reuben, they took men. Let's read on. And they rose up before Moses with some children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. Move on. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, you take too much upon yourself. For all the congregation is holy. Every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? Now listen. This is senior pastor Moses. Who was in his in-law's house. Jethro. Shepherding his sheep. And God called him to go and rescue the children of Israel. But initially the gentleman didn't want to go. And so... He started giving excuses why he doesn't qualify to go. At a point, he told God that I don't know how to speak. God said, go. Your brother Aaron will be your spokesman. He said, when I go, when they ask me what is your name, what am I going to say? Because he knew God would never tell him his name. And God said, okay, if you go and they ask you that, which God sent you, just tell them that I am that I am. Then Moses brought another allegation and he said, oh God, you see, as for me now, when I go, Pharaoh will not let them go. Then God said, okay, what do you have in your hand? He said, it's a, it's a rod. Lay it down. When he laid it, 32 a serpent. He said, catch it by the tail. God gave him all the miraculous signs. And now he told him, go. Moses went. The long and the short, he brought the children of Israel out. Listen, brought them out of Egypt. When they were in the wilderness, he went for the Ten Commandments. Something happened. But yesterday, I, I saw so many revelations. Even I had a revelation on the Ten Commandments stuff. Then he came down and he saw that they were messing up. And so he said, all those who are on God's side, come and stand here. Listen up. Who is calling them to come and stand here? Moses. So the Bible said, only the Levites. So you saw, go back. You saw. Levi over here. This man. This man and his house. They were the only people who came to stand with Moses. And Moses said again, he said, I said all those who are on God's side, come here. And he said, Foolish man, you, you, you told us you were going for, uh, God have called you, you are coming. 40 days, you are not coming. When you came back, you are coming to give instruction. <laughs> so they insulted him. Then Moses gave a command. He told the Levites, that says the Lord, take out your sword and kill your brothers. And they drew their sword. Three thousand people died that day. Just a simple instruction: If you are on the law side, come and stand here. Just that, and immediately you saw the spirit of pride at work. Anytime you walk over somebody, the spirit of pride is in your heart. Watch it. Somebody is talking to you. Then you just walk over the person. And you go, you don't care. Somebody calls you, you don't mind him. Somebody talks to you, you don't reply. One of the things I hate in my life is to talk to you and look at me as if I'm talking to a tree. It is one of the signs of disrespect. I'm telling you. It is one of the signs of disrespect when somebody talks to you and you don't talk back. 
and I don't know why but I just don't like that no, even if you don't have anything to say say something but you ask them and they look at you you say this and they watch you so the Bible says that the Levites came then God said to the Levites listen God said from now on was you are the only people who are allowed to get closer to his temple. From today on was you are the only people who serve in the house of God. In other words, you will be the pastors forever. Any other person from a different tribe doesn't have the right to come and serve in the house of God. When they get closer, God will strike them down. And that was the law. And that was how these Levites get close, uh, they got closer to the things of God. Now, the Bible is telling us in verse number chapter 16 that now Korah, the son of Isa, the son of Korah, Kohath, the son of Levi. So you see, this Korah gentleman we are going to learn about is the son of Levi. The person through whom Moses said, Oh, come closer. God is now calling you to come closer. Come. So this person formed a lie with. Dathan and Abiram, and they took men. Let's read on, bro. Read, go. I've read this one. Let's go to chapter 3. So, when, so they, they said to Moses, is he, now listen, this is somebody Moses trained in the ministry. This is somebody Moses held his hand and he said, say, ah. Say, ba. Say, ah. And Moses taught him how to read the scriptures. This is somebody Moses showed how to pray. When you are praying, no, no, don't say, don't say, God, God, I bless you. God, one day somebody told me, he said he went to church, he was praying, he didn't know how to pray. He was just praying, I said, God, God bless you. God, may God bless you, God. May God bless you. May God bless God. God bless you, God. And some of you, you didn't know anything until God gave you a Moses to hold your hands and teach you. This is how you pray. No, don't say this. Sometimes when you preach, do you remember the first day you preached? Do you remember how you messed up? Now, listen for your pastor to even give you his podium to stand behind and speak it's just a blessing and that is what Moses did with these people he was sharing his ministry with them then when these people grew homes they asked Moses go to verse number 3 he said they gathered themselves against Moses and Aaron and said to them you take too much upon yourself everything you want to do it why why do you want to do everything for all the congregation is it now listen now now listen to this pastor so they are telling moses that all the church is holy so when you see somebody who is filled with the spirit of pride they usually see themselves and their group as equal to the pastor so they are telling the pastor, you are not the only holy person. Which we are holy. You can pray. Which we can pray. You speak in tongues, I speak in tongues. You see, I see. 
you hear i hear what else even i've got deep revelations in the bible than you have yeah. and all these well don't forget god was listening to what was happening so they said all these things to Moses. You take too much of it. And why do you exalt yourself here? They are telling Moses that you are proud. You exalt yourself over the assembly. You do everything you say you want us to do. When you say today we are fasting. If somebody doesn't come then you are insulting him. Why do you exalt yourself above the assembly? Why, why, why do you make yourself very some great person by you now you are nobody? That's why somebody told me the other day that I just respect you, I don't fear you. Yes, I respect you. Then verse number four. Read on, let's read on. So Moses heard it. Moses did what? He heard it. And Moses did something that was very shocked. When they started talking and speaking against him, he didn't go back to them. He went to God. Moses fell on his face. In other words, he prayed. Read on. That's my five. And he spoke. So you see, he prayed first and he spoke. On his face, is it those days? Is this how they were praying? Oh, yes. So, when you see a typical Muslim, they copy them all the things they do from Israel everything, everything. The, the way they pray, the way they dress, they, they copied everything from the Israelites, and typically, Moses. Uh, sorry, Abraham. That Abraham was a Fulani. Have you, have you seen a full animal before? We call them nomads. Abraham was a nomad. He didn't have he wasn't a landguard. I said nomad, nomad. <laughs> Alright. And so he fell on his face and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning, when? Tomorrow morning, the Lord will show who is his and who is holy. And who and will cause him to come near to him? As I, when I, I've seen so many people rebel against me, and I just laugh. Let me tell you, a backsliding pastor is not the same as a holy church member. Understand what I'm saying? If a pastor is backsliding, wasn't Ellie backsliding? Do you know Eli or Eli? The one who prophesied to Hannah and Hannah received a child. Wasn't he backsliding? He was. God even sent his prophet to go and warn him to talk to his children. He was backsliding. And yet he met Hannah. And he said to Hannah, a year by this time, you are. and Hannah was a pious, a righteous church member, praying every year, and yet no, nothing was happening. But when the backsliding pastor spoke, to her. It worked for her. So be careful even when you think your pastor is exalting himself above the congregation. Be careful. Then, oh, the Bible, Moses said, okay, fine, fine. 
I understand what you are saying. Go. Tomorrow morning, God will show who is his. I am telling you, most of the, the, the genuine men of God you see around, they didn't want to be in ministry. I didn't want to be in ministry. I'm telling you. You don't know. Today, even today, if God should have mercy and say, I've changed my mind, go. The way I ran. when I see people who are not called and they are forcing themselves into the ministry I laugh because I'm telling you one of the most difficult work you can do on this earth is the work of a man of God I am telling you and so Moses said okay fine you are now saying you are pastor so tomorrow come God will show who exactly he has chosen and who is holy because you were you were now comparing your holiness to my holiness don't forget this is Moses who has backslided long ago he went to marry somebody who is not an Israelite and God said nobody should marry outside Israel and it was Moses who brought this law that God said and Moses went to marry Zipporah who was from Midian she wasn't an Israelite and so Moses has backslided in verse number 12 in chapter 12 Moses sister Miriam spoke against it God punished her and so they felt that even pastor has made a mistake he has backslided so Moses said okay God let God choose who is near and let him cause that person to come near to him let's read on listen do this so Moses is now giving them the guidelines take census those days the work of the pastor is to go and burn incense in the house of God so he said take census or take an incense Korah and all your company let's go put fire in them and put incense in them before the Lord um, before the Lord tomorrow and it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses or chooses is the holy one he said you think too much upon yourself you sons of Levi now listen no go back let me show you something usually the accusations you give people is exactly it's rather who you are when, when you accuse people of being fornicators, you are the original fornicator. Listen, they were they raised an allegation against Moses that you take too much upon yourself. But Moses is now telling them that no, it is you people rather. It's you. It's you, you take too much upon yourself. You sons of Levi. The things you are saying I am doing, you are the one doing it. You. You. You say I take too much. You are the one who take too much. Read on bro. Let's go. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, go. Is it a small thing to you that the Lord of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to serve him? Let's go. Go. And that he has brought you near to himself you and all your brethren the son of Levi with you are you now seeking the priesthood also do you understand what we just read God you remember where God separated them and brought them to himself at the mount of Sinai and Moses is telling them that God chose you out of Israel and he brought you to himself and he made you work in his house and serve 
is it a small thing to you that now you are seeking the priesthood also so now you want to be the senior pastor as well bro let's let's go I'm ending let's go therefore you and all the congregation are gathered together against the Lord and what is Aaron that you complain against him what is Aaron he didn't say who is Aaron and what is Aaron and I, I remember this word in the Bible where Paul said what is Paul and what is Apollos are they not servants of the Lord and he said what is Aaron my brother Aaron is the one God has made a high priest God said Aaron is the high priest I Moses am not a high priest I'm a prophet and you are now accusing myself and my brother that we have taken too much upon ourselves and we are lording ourselves over the congregation and he's asking what is Aaron that you complain against him watch the people you complain against I said you should do what watch the people you complain against oh yes you can complain but who are you complaining against bro let's finish my time is up and Moses sent now listen Moses sent to call Datham and Abiram the son of Eliab and they said to him we will not come oh please uh, brother Kerry can you go and call um, Maxwell for me and he sends me a reply and he says what he will not come So, so you see I'm telling you that pride is noticed in the way you speak number two we are noticing pride in their actions oh pastor said you should come he said I'll not come oh pastor said we are meeting we are, we are praying at seven he said I'll not come I'll not come and yet you say you are not proud and yet you say you are humble when they send you messages you don't reply a lot of my church members have done this to me over and over again I send them messages they don't reply I call them they don't call back and you don't even know why I was calling you as at the time I called you and I made it and I said didn't I call you I said pastor I saw it and, and, and they lie and they say I didn't have credit and the funny thing is that after calling them I was with somebody and they called the person and I look at them, I, I, just, I just look at them and I laugh. I, I just laugh. You're lying to me. Do you even know why I called you? Do you even know why I called you? Do you know what I wanted you to do for me? And you didn't call back. And I, I asked you, you said you didn't have credit. But meanwhile, I was with somebody and you called the person. The person didn't call you. One day, one of my church members, I told them, oh, we are praying. Please, we are meeting at this time. I called the person, called the, the person they didn't pray. I said, okay. And whilst I was driving to church, I was with somebody. I picked somebody on the way. And the person I called, called the person sitting next to me in the car. So when he picked this call, I saw his name on, on the screen. I said, okay. Then they spoke. But they spoke at length. 
So after the prayer, I met the person. Oh, oh, didn't you know we had prayer? I said, no. But the funny thing is, when we were in the car, the person he called told him that, oh, pastor said we are praying. He said, oh, what time? He said, oh, it's, it's at one o'clock. Will you come? As for the response, I didn't hear. And I, so I intentionally, I intentionally asked the person, ah, I didn't see you. Why? He said, oh, I didn't know you were praying. I said, you didn't know? I asked, you didn't know we were praying? He said, yes. I said, nobody told you? He said, yes. I said, okay. Charlie, see you. Cha. You see, your pride is revealed. And, and people give, you see, one of the signs of pride is that they always give you an ultimatum. Do you know ultimatum? An ultimatum is like they give you a time frame. You give me two years. I will show you what real ministry is. One, one, one of the days, one of my sons, he left me. He was angry. I don't know what I did. He left me. I called him, called him, called him. He didn't pick. Then they started insulting me on social media. WhatsApp. Status. <laughs> Can you see? Insults. Insults. So I had to block the person because I didn't want to speak anything against his life. I knew whatever I say will happen to him. So I didn't want to. So I blocked him. So I don't now see anything he, he faces. And, and, and one of my daughters called me and said, why don't we see you in church? He said, eh, that church, that's not the only church you can live and fulfill your plans with. God is for us. God is for us all. Yeah. Then, then he told him, you don't understand, but you wait. You will understand later. You will understand later. Oh, really? Is that okay? So, he has given us an ultimatum. Let's, let's wait and see what will happen. Do you know what we understood? The only thing I understood was he coming back to apologize. That he, he's sorry for everything he did. And that was the gap he gave me. That yes, oh, you wait. You understand you don't understand but later and usually that's the worst of a pride person somebody who's filled with pride anybody who's proud watch them they always give you a time wait let's see what God will do wait you will see tomorrow you think this is how I'll be you wait you wait you wait there is nothing you can show because number one when you rebel against authority God is against you irrespective of the issue I'm telling you when you rebel against authority God will be against you because if God should support you to destroy authority tomorrow, when you also become a leader, somebody will do it to you. Hey. So, hey, one of the secrets, I'm giving you this, keep it. That's why even when a president came to power with a gun, you don't have to criticize him as a, as a, as a, a Christian. You don't have to insult any pastor. You don't have to insult any president. So that you see Christians pass comments. Insults. Recently, they are doing it to my presiding bishop. Insults. Insults. Insult him. Hey, he's this. Now, now they don't even call him bishop. They call him Ajinasari. And they're insulting him. Saying this. And when somebody sent me a message, I said, what is your take? I said, I don't have take away on this. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any take. I don't have, I don't have any opinion. Let it roll. Let's go. Some of them said he's fake. Some of them said he's not a genuine man of God because he spoke the truth. Mm -hmm. That's the world in which we live now. 
speak the truth. The Bible said, Paul said, have I now become your enemy because I've told you the truth? We can't take the truth. See, people don't like the truth. That's why usually we don't say the truth. Oh, I know of a, a, a lady. She's not married. And I know why she's not married. I'll never tell her why she's not married. Yes. Every day when I go, sister, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. You are blessed. You are blessed. When you tell people that they will hate you, and that's exactly what they are doing to my father. Be careful. Be careful, you see. And that is why it takes the spirit of counsel. When we read Isaiah chapter 11, let's, let's go to Isaiah chapter 11, verse number 1 and 2, quickly. Let me show you something over there. Isaiah chapter 11, verse number 1 and 2. Let me show you something. Is it when you don't have this spirit, when they advise you, you don't think. When this spirit is not upon you, let's, is it, okay, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his root. He's talking about Jesus Christ. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel. This counsel over here means advice. When this spirit is not upon you, when people advise you, you don't think. And when you ignore this, you are heading towards destruction. Very soon you'll be destroyed. I'm telling you. And so, do you take counsel? Can somebody be frank with you and tell you the truth? Very much. I see this, I see. I don't like that one about you. Can, can I be bold enough to tell you and you not be offended? Can I look at you and say, no, I don't like the way you dress. Change it. Eh, me a pastor who discriminates, they I don't like who. Every day they are discriminating. What is wrong with the way I'm dressed? But it's because of the way you are dressed. That's why no guy is approaching you. Yeah. And no guy will propose to you because you don't look attractive. Yes. One day, and this advice a man of God gave me, a very experienced man of God, he told me, sometimes, don't tell the truth. But don't lie. It doesn't mean I'm lying. No. I, I will not tell the truth. Then I said, oh, why? He said, my church member. She was going to marry. Sorry, he. he was, in fact, he wasn't even a church member. He was more or less like my associate pastor. Very prayerful. He was going to marry a lady who just, a fair lady who just joined the church. And I called, I called him and I told him that, listen, do, do, have you prayed? He said, yes. I've prayed and God said I should marry her. And, and he said, I, 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 told, I told him that still pray about it. Why? Because he said, the pastor said, the lady has come to me for counseling. And the lady said she's HIV positive. She was a prostitute. And now she has repented. And she wants to give her life to Jesus. I've prayed with her and she's now in the church. And this pastor wants to marry her. I can't tell the pastor she's HIV positive. So I tried to advise my son. He said, when I told him, my son told him that you, you are a hypocrite. He, he looked at me and said, you are a hypocrite. I've seen that you are against my progress. 
I've been in this church all these years. I'm not married. I've helped you in this ministry. Now that God has given me my wife to marry, you are opposing it. And the pastor said, oh, may God, then he knelt down and he said, if I've, if I've, if, if, if I've sinned, please pray for me. Bishop Adinasari did this thing one time. He was talking to one of his associate pastors. In fact, when he employed the guy, he used to pay the guy for my salary. Then the guy stood up against Bishop. The Bishop was telling him, no, take your time. The Bishop was teaching. He said, then he was taking 40 pesos. When they give him 40 pesos, he would pay the pastor from his 40 pesos. He would give him 30 pesos and he would take home 10 pesos. He was married. But he, he wanted to work with the guy. The guy rebelled and he insulted him. When Bishop was talking to him, he told Bishop, you are proud. And Bishop said, I knelt down and I held his leg. I said, if I'm proud, please pray for me. And he left Bereshop. Today he's nowhere. Nobody even knows him. Another, another son, he, he, when you go to Bereshop, he's called the prodigal son. He has come back. He went and he came back. He was one. If not, by this time he should have been a bishop in Bereshop. But now he's a common fraud church member. He's now rising. Even me, I have posed more than him. <laughs> yes, I am an ordained reverend. When you go to the uh, Perez structure, I am, I'm, uh, is he a reverend? An ordained reverend is on number 11. So I'm, I'm <laughs> and he is at somewhere 46, 47. <laughs> Cherish the opportunity God gives you. And let people be bold enough to tell you the truth. Sometimes I assess my church members and I realize this one, they don't need the truth. So I will not tell them the truth. So the pastor told me, I told the guy, the guy was still insisting, I'll marry her, I'll marry her. And the pastor said, okay. Then the guy went to tell the lady that, eh, pastor, I can see that his eyes is in you. Yes, I can see my pastor likes you. That's why he's doing what he's doing. I've told him I want to marry you. And the pastor said, okay, I'm sorry. Sorry for telling you what I told you. So go ahead. The pastor said, I will not even join the church again. And he left the church with the lady. They joined a nearby church. Like from this church to that church. And they became a mem members of that church. And three weeks of joining the church, they got married. When they were like going to thank God, they turned the speakers to face the pastor's church. And he said, hey, God that all the enemies that rose up against me in this marriage didn't succeed the pastor said I was preaching and I was listening to their testimony and they said all what they would say then they left when they got home that night honeymoon and the, 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 the guy told the lady Charlie remove your dress eh? Then he said the lady looked at him and the lady asked him, did you say you prayed about me? He said, oh yes, I prayed. He said, are you sure you prayed about me? He said, yes. And God didn't tell you anything about me. He said, no. He said, oh really? He said, yes. And the gentleman said, the, 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 the lady asked the guy again, so did God say you should marry me 
And he said, yes. God said I should marry you. God said you are my wife. Not knowing that lady had two problems in one. She was HIV positive and number two, she was a witch. She carried the spirit of marine. She, she had a marine spirit. So he said, oh, are you sure? He said, yes. Are you sure? He said, yes. He said, okay. Then the lady started undressing. Took off. Then he said, are you sure? God said he should marry me. He said, oh, why not? Why not? Then he said, okay, fine. So the lady took off her clothes. And she just lifted one leg and put on the bed like this. Something like this. Naked. And your brother was happy. Started gravitating towards the lady. And the lady did like this. Look at me. Did like this. And fire was on her finger. Yeah. Fire was on her finger like this. When the guy so he shot the blood of Jesus <laughs> and the lady the lady said tonight you do it the guy started begging the lady said I said tonight you said God said this you marry me <laughs> I had a friend when I did my national service I did it with him he likes women he will meet you today and sleep with you today. Oh yes. He said one day he was he was coming to Accra. He, he said two story. I am telling you two story. I did my national service at the Volta region, and he told me he said I was going to Accra. He is from Aflao, so he stood at Aflao Junction looking for a car to Accra. Then he saw a, a private car, a white private car. When the when the car got there. The, the calf flickered the light. Then he asked, Are you going? He said, Yes. So the car parked. It was a fair lady. Beautiful. <laughs> the devil likes fair things. So. so it was a fair lady. And my friend said, I just hopped into the car. And the lady said, Oh, so where are you going? I said, Oh, I'm going to Accra. I said, That was the only thing I had. I, I dozed off. Went. He said, by the time I opened my eyes, I was in a house. A fenced house. Very big house. And so he felt that maybe the lady was interested in her and couldn't so he said that night we did the thing. And you see, they are English. He said we did the thing. He said, at around 4 a.m. I was sleeping. So I wanted to lay my hands on her and what have you. He said, when I laid my hand, we covered ourselves with a cloth. When I laid my hands, I felt something like cold. Something was very cold. When I took off the cloth, half of her body has turned to fish. He said, that, he said half of her body has turned to fish. This part has turned to a fish. And it was very cold. So I jumped out of the bed and I screamed. And I tried to come out. He said, listen, when I opened the main door, we were in the middle of water no land. He said water has surrounded the entire house. And the woman said I stayed there for three weeks. When he came back people thought he was mad. 
weeks morning he said he said I, as I asked him what do you he said I don't eat and I don't feel hungry it's just sex morning afternoon evening dawn morning afternoon evening <laughs> you, you don't know for three weeks he said one day the woman told me they are going for a meeting they are going for a meeting at Nigeria so I shouldn't come out of the house he said I was alone in the house I shouldn't come out everything I need is here all what I have to say is just say I need this it will come then he said the woman left when the woman left he, he wanted to run away he packed he took his bag <laughs> he said he came out and he was afraid that he would drown and so he he tried to just step into the end. He said the water was very deep. And he took his leg out of the water and went inside. He said the next day the woman came back. And the woman said, why did you attempt to run away? And he said, oh, I didn't run away. And said the woman was angry. Very, very furious. And I said, so what did you do? He said, I compensated her. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> With a blood tonic. Yes. And <laughs> he said, I compensated her and, and, and she was okay. Then I said to myself that if I don't do something, I, I'll, I'll remain in this house. She won't let me go. <laughs> he said one day, when the woman left, she told me she was going. When immediately she left, I jumped into the river and I started drowning. And I saw a canoe. I saw a canoe and the man saw that I was drowning and the canoe paddled to my end. He said, what are you doing over here? And he said, I'm from that house. He said, when I turned, the house was not there. <laughs> he said, I swallowed water and the man took me and he, the man said, this village is a village. He said, where the man took me was a very typical village in Axim, that area. But God sold that said was very close to the border and they asked him so how do I get said, the cars used to visit our village once every week and he said then he he, he will walk because if it doesn't work he said the woman will come and look for him and so he decided to just and fortunately for him that day the car came he didn't have money and he said he took he sat in the car and the car brought him to he mentioned he said you also was also at that end he said the car traveled to that place and he didn't have money and he called his uncle to tell him that this is what has happened to him and they, they, they made the driver give the phone to a driver who is coming to Accra and they made the driver give money to the, the man who brought him to Bogos or Sashiyos or whatever he took the money and they brought him to Accra and they paid the fare he said when I came I was like a mad person he said, for, for, for weeks, my thing was not resurrected. I even thought it would not work again. And he's now a pastor. <laughs> if after this experience you are not a pastor, what else? <laughs> and, and, and he's now a pastor. And he tells me that, listen, he said, one day, a man of God told him that, gentlemen, be careful of women. And he snubbed him and insulted him. 
he told me, Pastor, that was the reward I got for my rebellion. But I, 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 I thank God he was alive. Do you know what will happen to him? Watch your rebellions. He said, oh, so let me, let me end. Let me end, don't worry. In the first second service, I'll continue. So I want to urge all of you, be very careful when you, the spirit of pride enters into you, the way you talk to people. Sometimes you talk to elderly people like children. You, the way and manner you speak is like you are talking to your child. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even have to talk. The way you throw your hands. Sometimes your hands. Brother, I don't like what you are doing. I don't like what you are doing. That is why, that is why the, 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 the very place you need to be very humble is when you are angry. And the best thing, walk out. The best thing, don't talk. Some of you can't control your temper when you are around. When, somebody, when you are angry with somebody or somebody gets angry and is insulting and what have you, just take your shirt, put on your dress or whatever and go out. Go out for like 10-20 minutes and come back. By the time you come, the person is okay especially if it's your mother because usually when it starts you try to control it so you don't want to talk you are quiet and the, the, the moment they realize you are not talking that one cry it escalates the whole thing then it will come it will come by the time you realize you will say something you will regret later and by the time you realize you act in a way oh I know of a girl who slapped her mother slapped her mother like this and my heart and I ran and I held the lady. Then tears started rolling down from her mother's cheeks. And you know what her mother said? She said, my father, he has never laid hands on me before. Ever since he gave birth to me. I remember the day I gave birth to you at Kolebu. Where they used a knife on me. And I cursed that day that I gave birth to you. You. And the woman was crying. And she said, you, you would never grow old. You would never get to mind. And truly, the lady died at age 18. Yeah. She died at 18 years. Her own daughter. Own daughter. I was afraid. And at the point, I told the woman, hey, please, we beg you. Sometimes I go to people's houses and the people who offend, I rather kneel down and I, I beg you. There was, there was somebody in this church. He's no more here. He, his mother was fighting with his father. They were fighting. And the guy held his father like this. And he pushed him. <laughs> A young guy. Pushed his father. His father went and hit himself to the wall. Why? His father did like this. And do you know what his father said? I brought your name out of my children. Nothing of yours. He said, nothing of mine should be concerned to you. From today almost, he said, till I die, you are not part of my children. And the boy was angry. Oh, yo, yo, he took his shirt and he left her. When his mother, took, when the guy's mother told me, I went to the man, I knelt down and held his legs and I begged him, the man said, Pastor, get up. No, Pastor, I said, get up. Pastor, I don't like what you are doing. I said, Daddy, please, we beg you. He's not the only person. 
I'm also included. And I held his legs. Then the man started crying. And he told him that, I forgive you. Months later, the person I went to bed for, he rather fought against me. That is, that is life for you. So be careful. Please, don't do anything that will trigger people's curses. Because any time pride enters into you, your fall, your journey to your destruction has already begun. I pray that God will deliver us from the spirit of pride. And I pray that the spirit of humility will enter into you. Even when you are not at fault and they are condemning you, you just stand as, as a dead dog and look at them. All the things they said about Jesus wasn't true, but he never commented, he never passed the comment. I pray that spirit will fall on you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tips and books, please send us a mail at rev dot emosdako at gmail dot com or call plus two three three five zero three eight six one three nine nine thank you for your time and god bless you